Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Today's guest, Dr. Kian Karimi, a facial plastic surgeon practicing out of Los Angeles, has put together what I think is one of the most exciting new aesthetic medical training courses of 2018. LAMCA, um, fondly called the LAMCA Cosmetic Surgery Conference, which will be held March 22 to 25, 2018, at the Four Seasons Hotel on Dahini Drive in Los Angeles. Dr. Kian Karimi, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. I'm so excited to learn more about this LAMCA meeting that you're coordinating. Thank you so much, Angela. It's uh, great to be on here this morning. Absolutely. Well, you know, for those those listeners that are not familiar with you, although I think that is quite limited at this time as you are quite known worldwide as an educator, trainer, teacher, and, of course, a uh, leading facial plastic surgeon. You know, please tell our listeners a little bit about you and um, a little bit about LAMCO. Sure. So um, I'm a facial plastic surgeon uh, here in Los Angeles, as you uh, said. And since the beginning of my uh, career, uh, I have been really interested in uh, collaborating with other specialties. Um, As you know, I do a lot of education and I found that the types of uh, physicians and aesthetic specialists that come to these types of courses um, are really represent a lot of different fields of medicine, but the common goal is to advance uh, aesthetics, and that was really the inspiration uh, for this meeting. You know, no, um, you know, you mentioned about you know the your 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 goals. You know, pretty much ever since you, you became a, a medical doctor and a surgeon. Um, has been to further the field, you know, further education, advance, and you do, you know, lots of training with PDO threads and, and, and all types of other trainings, you know, throughout the year. Um, why is it important to you to kind of be the course chair of this type of a meeting? Mm-hmm. So uh, I attend anywhere from 10 to 12 meetings a year, and it's very easy to sit back and be critical of different aspects of different meetings or say, oh, I wish... Uh, this meeting had more of this or less of that. And so I decided to really put together all of my favorite parts of the different meetings that I have been to and also the parts of the meetings that really my colleagues had given me significant positive feedback about and, uh, to, and to construct this meeting. So what would you say your vision for the LAMCA 2018 meeting is? Uh, my, my main vision is for different specialties to collaborate under one roof, working closely together with our industry partners to talk about the latest techniques, the best ways of doing things uh, for our patients to keep up and continue to advance this uh, rapidly advancing field of aesthetics. And what would you say makes LAMCA different than, than, you know, there are many, many other aesthetic meetings, I mean, courses every weekend almost. Mm -hmm. What would you say is different about LAMCA? So I think one of the main uh, differences of LAMCA is our um, terrific faculty. If you look at the faculty list, and I believe there are over 40 faculty now representing every specialty in aesthetics, these are the faculty that are on the cutting edge and they are really uh, pushing the envelope uh, with when it comes to uh, aesthetics, uh, whether it be through surgical techniques or 
uh, non-surgical techniques or the use of technology uh, such as lasers uh, and uh, or threads or, or whatever it may be, <clears throat> this is really the the central crux of this meeting, which I think will be uh, so important and helpful to all that attend. You know what I do find interesting because you know you know I've been in this industry for quite some time, and you know one of the the constants it seems has been about you know the different you know as you mentioned the different specialties like you have pulled together um, and there has been you know that there is always some kind of talk about turf wars and battles over who should be practicing who should not be practicing etc um, and yet you have pulled together as you said a group from every you know and not just a group of physicians from every specialty but a group of leading physicians from every specialty to be your faculty and all of them obviously have, you know, crossed that, that boundary, if you will, to mm-hmm. realize the need, you know, that teaching and training is the best way to help the patient in the long run and kind of pu- push aside any political differences. How do you feel about that? That's absolutely true. And I think the main paradigm shift that we've seen over the last several years is the market trend towards uh, non-surgical uh, procedures and for minimally invasive procedures, and and that is also why this meeting is so important now. Because uh, I, I still agree that uh, and advocate that surgical procedures should only be done by uh, trained specialists and and you know people that are within their own scope of practice. Um, uh, I.e., I, I feel that you know abdominoplasty uh, or you know breast augmentation is probably best done by a board-certified plastic surgeon, um, and, and et cetera, you know, not to list other specific examples. And there is some crossover of surgical specialties. But the real demand and the real kind of innovation in what we've seen over the last several years is the emerging technology with uh, state-of-the-art lasers and the techniques that have been uh, allowed uh, patients to achieve significant and impressive results without undergoing the knife. Yeah, yeah, and I would absolutely agree. And I think, you know, when you look at the statistics in cosmetic surgery over the last decade, and, you know, they, they, they state, you know, there's there's more than a 500% growth in, you know, patients looking for cosmetic surgery procedures, and those are definitely fueled, as you say, by the injectables, the non-invasive, you know, the, the treatments you can begin at a younger age, you know, that carry you more into your 40s and 50s looking better than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, I definitely and prevention. And, 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 prevention, and, and people exactly. are now really worried about prevention. We're now start, starting to see patients that come in that don't necessarily have a significant issue or concern, but they want to do whatever they can through radio frequency or microneedling or neuromodulators or injectables to maintain their collagen uh, of their skin and to minimize the need for more aggressive procedures in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Was it difficult to get everyone scheduled together? I mean, again, you've got over 40, you know, key faculty members speaking on this program over one weekend. That's a, it's a lot to pull that many people <laughs> together. <laughs> wow. it, 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 it was a bit uh, challenging, uh, to say the least. Uh, they're, you know, everybody is, is busy. Uh, you know, these faculty are, are very uh, busy and, and successful in their, own, in their own practices. And so um, it was just a, a, a little bit of a, of a challenge uh, 
kind of um, almost like creating a like completing a puzzle to, to be able yes. to make the uh, make the program. But uh, fortunately, we were able to accommodate uh, pretty much all of the all of the faculty and uh, have the flow of the program be uh, really really nice and cohesive. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I do feel you know I am I I see Dr. Peter Adamson is the keynote speaker and. You know that is quite a coup, I would say, in in the aesthetic world, in terms of you know bringing him, you know, across the country to be to be a guest of honor, if you will. And um, what is your connection with Dr. Adamson? So, uh, Dr. Peter Adamson was my uh, fellowship director uh, when I completed my fellowship in facial plastic and reconstructive surgery. Uh, but more than that, he really became my uh, personal and, and professional mentor. Um, and the main things that I um, really, the, the things that inspired me the most about Dr. Adamson uh, was the fact that he was uh, an advocate for a multidisciplinary approach to uh, different problems uh, and, and, and concerns in the aesthetic and reconstructive world. And part of his fellowship actually was for the fellow to spend time with physicians of other specialties. And this is really uh, unheard of. I mean, it was really very progressive because, as you mentioned, there was a lot of you know, turf war and, you know, our specialty is our specialty and you really shouldn't be interacting with other specialties. Well, Dr. Adamson, who had over 30 fellows over 30 years, always was kind of a visionary in this regard and saw the importance and utility of working with other specialties so that we can advance our field collectively. Yeah, well, and it must be for him. I'm, I'm sure to, to be a keynote speaker at a meeting such as this actually uh, quite a nice feeling to see his his kind of concept ideals from 30 years ago actually be, um, you know, in actuality now a, a new conference. Um, so I'm kind of excited to learn more about him and, and see how you know he feels about the meeting. Uh, once he's out in Los Angeles as as that speaker. Tell us about the industry. You know, you mentioned earlier about many industry partners also, um, you know, really helping you pull this together. Um, is there anything that you can tell us about those industry partners, who they are, what they've done, and, you know, are they are they helping make yes. things, you know, a little smoother for you? You know, in the aesthetic practice, it is just so much more than just the doctor or the aesthetic specialist. We are dependent upon our industry partners to provide the state-of-the-art technology so that we can really deliver cutting-edge uh, treatments uh, for our patients. Um, one industry partner in particular, uh, Sinusure, um, has been uh, extremely uh, generous and also shares our vision in terms of creating this, this multi-specialty meeting uh, by allowing us to utilize their lasers uh, for a live uh, on-site uh, demonstration uh, performed by, uh, by an expert. And that is really uh, tremendous. And other uh, companies that have been so kind to you know, bring their technology to us uh, have been uh, Cyton, uh, InMode, um, and uh, they're, they're really, uh, to, to be able to bring these expensive machines in the spirit of being able to demonstrate how these procedures can be performed safely and effectively uh, at the meeting, I think is really, uh, really key. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of different, when we go to the conferences, we kind of will go through the exhibit hall, and it can be um, just a little bit uh, kind of unnerving to see so many different uh, exhibitors and halls. And, and for this meeting, we've really kind of uh, invited the key uh, partners that can, uh, that, we, that we work with very, very frequently uh, to not only demonstrate their technology, but also working with uh, you know, companies like Allergan, uh, Galderma, who have been uh, kind enough to uh, provide product for live demonstration and for utilization during our cadaver dissection. Uh, so, you know, working with all these different partners is really important uh, for the meeting. You know, what I, I, I do also think, you know, is, is you know, I, I don't think many people realize kind of the cost and the time and the energy that it takes to put on a program such as this. And, um, I mean, the costs are, are prohibitive and without you know, the exhibit hall and the industry partners and, you know, the, the educational sponsorships that some of the companies do provide. You know, we, you really couldn't put on an educational meeting of this caliber without having to charge physicians, you know, uh, arm and a leg, so to speak, to attend. Um, Correct. And so, you know, I do think it's, it should be noted that it's because of those industry partners that you can bring a much lower cost registration fee and educational experience, you know, to the attendees. Um, would you agree with that? Yes, I would absolutely yeah. agree with that. And you know, we've had such uh, generous uh, sponsors this year, um, uh, such as Cineron, Candela, and some of our other major top uh, sponsors that have been uh, helpful here. But at uh, the same token, uh, this is a CME meeting, and so um, we have you know made uh, making significant uh, measures to assure that all of the talks are objective and of high quality, um, but there's always a fine line between, um, you know, working with our industry partners and then making sure that talks are objective, because very often the talks do mention the technology uh, that, is, uh, that is available. And so fortunately the faculty that we have are of such high uh, ethical uh, character uh, that I am uh, confident that it is going to be a, a fair uh, meeting that will highlight the latest in, in technology uh, without um, uh, particularly uh, trying to drive just towards one uh, device. Yeah, well, I, I would imagine, as you said, all of your <coughs> excuse me, my spe your speakers are you know seasoned and well trained and well positioned educators in their own field and. And while, you know, you, you obviously have a brand or a product or, you know, whatever you were using to help you with that mm -hmm. technique, you know, which you can't, you know, get away from, I guess, you know, mentioning a showcase center, you know, but it is a fine line between, you know, it being an educational program and then, you know, you know not actually overly publicizing somebody <laughs> or a company. That's and right. Then, well, the, know, other, the uh, other really neat aspect of the program, Angela, is also the fact that there's, there's going to be more than just scientific talks. There are going to be talks on, on uh, practice management and how, uh, I mean, you can be the best uh, physician or you can be the best practice in your area or even in a much larger area, but if nobody knows about it, then it's, it's really not going to drive uh, enough business and, and traffic uh, to, your, uh, to your area. And as physicians, we often struggle with uh, marketing and uh, oftentimes with the business aspect of medicine because this is usually not emphasized 
in our medical training. And so uh, some of the other uh, partners, uh, you know, Professional Image, uh, Red Spot, uh, I'm really happy that they're going to be uh, at the meeting as well because I can tell you personally they've helped me and my business grow uh, significantly and it really kind of puts it all together. Yeah, and I would agree. And I think, again, from my experience in the industry, which I, I, I do always try to tell the physicians that, you know, that I come into contact with is, you know, those people in the exhibit hall, I mean, of course, they're there to, you know, sell a product and meet a sales goal, but but many of those reps are so um, can be so influential in helping teach your staff, you know, about how to incorporate things in the practice or offer materials that will help you with that, you know, outreach to patients and further patient education about different techniques and technologies. And so, you know, I would definitely agree with you, you know, that there is, is definitely a need to have these industry partners, not just for the meeting, but also in the practice. What, what would you say, Dr. Creamy, attendees can expect from attending this course? So attendees are going to see a comprehensive a program that is really going to hit every aspect of uh, aesthetic medicine and aesthetic surgery, uh, face, uh, breast, body, skin, and feminine rejuvenation. Uh, they will also uh, expect to see the latest in technology, microneedling radiofrequency, subcutaneous radiofrequency, uh, state-of-the-art lasers um, that are you know, literally just been developed over the past couple of years, they're going to be able to. They're going to see talks on all of these. What's more than just talks, though, is because of the intimate setting uh, of the Four Seasons in the Beverly Hills, uh, they're actually going to have the chance to interact one-on-one -on -one with the expert faculty um, uh, either before or after the uh, the talks uh, during during the breaks. And this is a, a really important part of the meeting. And one of the things that I have found very uh, useful and nice in previous meetings that I've been to, some of the meetings have become so large that uh, it's almost like tr trying to track down a, a celebrity or, or, or someone who, like <laughs> yeah. a politician, and, and with, you know, with like a microphone and news camera uh, to try to ask them a question about their, about their talk. And so I'm really excited about the kind of more intimate feel and the more uh, group feel of this meeting. What's more is that the, on Sunday, there's actually going to be a lot of different activities going on with live demonstrations of the state-of-the-art lasers, uh, basically all the ones that are going to be um, uh, highlighted uh, during the talks, which also represents the, you know, the breadth of the technology that's available, uh, demonstrations of things like PDO threads, uh, platelet-rich fibrin, uh, you know, lasers like the Profound, um, the, um, uh, the in-mode FaceTight, uh, Sinusures, uh, Pico, uh, Cytons, Halo. Uh, we just have so much technology coming under one roof to be demonstrated on Sunday. I'm really excited about that. And then for those that really want to kind of get uh, their hands uh, dirty, so to speak. Uh, we actually have a uh, non-surgical and surgical cadaver course that will be held um, at uh, USC Surgical Skills Center downtown. You know, and, and you know, I was actually surprised to see that you had partnered with the Keck School of Medicine of USC because that is is highly prestigious, <laughs> at least in this part of the world. Um, you know, in in California, 
Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the cadaver diet? I mean, you just explained what they were about, but you know, what can participants expect from each of those two tracks? And then how do you, um, you know, um, who, who do you see taking each of those, those tracks? You said one is surgical and one is non-surgical. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, cadaver dissections are such an important part of physician education. Whether you're a surgeon or not a surgeon, uh, sometimes it's really helpful just to see uh, what tissue depths uh, are being injected or where are threads being placed, or uh, especially for, for us surgeons, I mean, we really um, depend on anatomical dissections uh, to, to further hone our, our skills and give us greater confidence during our surgical procedures. Um, I've been involved with the um, USC Keck uh, School of Medicine's uh, oculofacial cadaver course over the last uh, several years, headed by Dr. Sandy uh, Zhang Nunez, and um, I was just so impressed with the course. I mean, the, the area is just uh, absolutely perfect for uh, a, a cadaver dissection, and so um, fortunately I was able to uh, connect with, uh, uh, with Dr. Zhang Nunez and uh, have the facility uh, available for use for LAMCA. Uh, we're planning on having a surgical and non-surgical tract. And so it's really going to be, for the participants of the cadaver course, they're going to really be able to customize their program uh, that half day to focus on, let's say, uh, injectables or how to mix Sculptra and where to inject it, uh, how to use threads. This, of course, would be for the non-surgical tract. And on the surgical tract, our participants will be able to spend uh, time one-on-one -on -one with expert faculty to learn um, open versus endonasal uh, rhinoplasty, uh, upper and lower blepharoplasty techniques, uh, or, or uh, facelifting techniques. Yeah, and that sounds just amazing. And now I do understand that that cadaver dissection course is a separate fee from the regular attendee fee, and it is very exclusive and limited. Um, is that is that so? Yes, uh, it, it is pretty limited, and, and the reason is because uh, I really find it far more helpful to just have uh, fewer participants for a course like that so that there is the opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one time uh, with an expert faculty. So it is going to be quite limited, and, and I know it's going to fill up very quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, you know, many of the medical courses, you know, or the aesthetic courses taking place, you know, tend to have an emphasis, of course, on the physician in the practice, and that's what we have talked about. Um, is this a program just for doctors, or, or is it something that is open to nurses and staff, and, and how will they benefit from LAMCA? So this course is not, for, not just for doctors. Uh, as many of us know, our um, uh, physician extenders, such as physician assistants and nurse practitioners, and here in California, even registered nurses have become really uh, quite uh, expert in different uh, minimally invasive uh, techniques, i.e. injectables and uh, even with the, with the lasers. And so it is really um, a course designed for our, uh, our allies uh, in the aesthetic world to also come and learn from uh, expert faculty um, and to uh, you know, further strengthen their skills. Um, and so that it really is, is open for, for all of them. Yeah, I really like how you pulled it together because, you know, as you mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it is a multidisciplined, you know, multi-specialty 
array of, of you know of expert faculty that cover all of the fields, you know, including oral maxillofacial surgery, cosmetic surgery, plastic facial plastic dermatology, cosmetic surgery, you know, ocular surgery, um, or ocular plastic surgery, but to also extend that that education to you know, the physician extenders, as you call them in the practice, I think it would be just a great way, a great all-round practice enhancement meeting from from every level um, that will help a physician, you know, build a better business, a better practice in 2018. You know, would you agree with that? That's correct. Absolutely. Um, And now, um, you know, lastly here, I mean, you know, I think we've talked so much about it. The location, of course, you know, is is Beverly Hills. (laughs) You know, um, you know, people worldwide obviously love, you know, to learn and see and hear all about Rodeo Drive and the shenanigans that happen, you know, in Beverly Hills. Um, Is there anything else you would like to add or tell us about Lanka, you know, that perhaps we haven't covered? Um, you know, the, yeah, the location is going to be phenomenal. I mean, the, the Four Seasons and, and the Beverly Hills is, is just an absolute uh, stunning property. It kind of has this you know, Italian-style feel with open courtyards and, and, and just, uh, you know, the, the down to the, the really details are very, very impressive. Um, you know, I'm just so excited to have everybody under one roof uh, at, this, uh, at this venue, and I'm just you know, really looking forward to interacting with all of my uh, friends and and colleagues and and peers uh, from from around the country, and uh, I know that everybody that that will attend this meeting uh, will really come away not only with a um, much stronger foundation in terms of uh, of knowledge, but really a sense of excitement about where we're at in aesthetic medicine and where we're going uh, in the future. You know, and I I don't think you can ask for more than that. I'm really really excited to you know to see LAMCA come to fruition and uh, I know for, for those listeners that are interested in registering for the LAMCA 2018, they can go online to www.cosmeticacademymeeting.org to learn more about Dr. Kian Karimi. You, know, you can visit his website at www.rejuvamedical.org. Dr. Karimi, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio and I look forward to doing a follow-up interview with you after the meeting. Thank you so much, Angela. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.